Okay. <sighs> guys, 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 guys. We're ready. Insurance 101. Okay. Hello, Jen? Insurance 101. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All, All right. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 40. Who do we have? Robin Kroll. Chris O'Neill. Jen Pugsley. Michael Turksani. Hello. Hey. Back, back to backers here. That's how we do things. You're fresh. Um, yeah, we're right. We're, we're hot. This one's, this one's coming together. So we have tackling the content challenge. We guys wanted to talk about um, how the insurance industry balances their content, puts puts together their strategy, comes up with a content calendar, and then ultimately creates it and and um, and gets it out there. So big big challenge. I think let's start with talking about the challenge of content. So who wants to take it first? Robin, you want to go first? Sure. So, you know, content, you think about writing content and you think about there are companies who were really good at generating uh, and writing content means that they have people within their team who have that skill set. And you think about the insurance industry and having a content writer, having even a marketer, very often these are roles that are, are just not found within uh, insurance providers. So that, that's the first challenge. You know, you're, you're trying to do something that you've never done before. You don't really know how to do it, what, you know, what the content should be. And so to me, that, that's really the first challenge in being able to address this. Jen? Yeah, I think that um, depending on your size, I mean, some insurance providers have, you know, content teams and, and teams that can handle that stuff. And then while well, you, you mentioned, Robin, that others don't, and I think they don't know where to begin. And it's easy to get caught up in, uh, you know, overthinking things and, and um, even trying to build a plan is, is really overwhelming if it's not something that um, you're used to doing. And even if you are used to doing it, I think it's always a, always a challenge. Chris, what do you see? Yeah, I was just going to say there's a, a bit of sometimes inertia because it's like the intention or the, the recognition of having personalized, uh, you know, uh, personalized information going out to your, you know, customers and, and maybe some, some, you know, ad kind of stuff going out to uh, potentially new customers. There's like this, this recognition that, oh, like, how am I going to actually you know, do all this thing, all these things that I know need, need these things are recognized as needing to be done, but how am I going to actually, you know, get all that together and how am I going to, to, uh, to sort of execute? And as a result, a lot of times it's like, it just never gets started. It just never, um, you know, the, the, the strategy required to kind of pull it all together never gets, uh, you know, never gets done. So, you know, essentially yeah. nothing is done. So there's a fear. I mean, I think when you're looking at customers uh, or, or sorry, businesses, insurance companies, whether it's um, MGAs or even some carriers looking to look, move into different markets or um, 
brokers that there's a fear that how, how are you going to activate your marketing program without content? I also think it's content isn't just the writing, right? Content is a variety of things. It's, it's obviously the writing um, and there's a written form. There's also your, your creative elements, you know, your banner ads or your, your things that might sit on your website or, or um, elements of, of product marketing but it's also, you know, things like video that might come into play. So there's a lot of different avenues, uh, there are a lot of different types of content, I guess, and they all play kind of a different role. Um, thinking about the, 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 these challenges, um, another big one is that for this industry is that, and I think for, for many industries, it's probably similar, is that there's a technical content, the technical type of content, if you want to call it technical, and then there's, um, marketing that's more about your brand and service or mm -hmm. content that's more about your brand and service. So, yeah. you know, in our business, it's, it's, if we're going to publish something about designing a marketing funnel or, or very specific things about marketing automation, you know, those would be, I would call that almost like technical content. You see that in a lot of different organizations. It's harder to do because you need to be a practitioner in that area, but you also have to make sure you get it right. If you're going out with a critical bulletin, if you're going out with, things on your, on your social media as an insurance company that's technical, it has to be accurate. It has to be, you know, it, ha it has to address the actual problem. And depending on how big your brand is and all those things, that's going to be a big factor for the insurance industry. And then there's the other type of content, you know, positioning our service, reminding people that we do have these great things, or these are the things that are important to us as a business. And we hope they're important to you as a business or drawing people in from the outside world. Less technical, less, you know, uh, uh, regulated type of content, more about, the, about the, the brokerage or the business itself. So that plays into it. And I think people can, can mix those two things together and get paralyzed that, oh, well, no, you know, we don't wanna put anything out there because it needs to be 100% accurate. Well, yes, no, it does, but you know, there's different types of content. Um, so why don't we talk about the obvious one here, which is creating a strategy. So um, who wants to take this one? I'll, I'll kick off. And, and I think it's a great place to, to start with because we talk about this a lot in our podcast. We talk about this a lot uh, within our company that uh, in order to get something right, you always have to start with a strategy. You have to understand um, who your audience is, um, you have to understand the different type of messages. So Michael, you just talked about the, the different types of message, different categories, um, the, the different channels. Um, and you, you know, all of that will be addressed when you actually build out a strategy. So that inertia, Chris, you're talking about, if you have a plan with those things laid out, then you're less likely to have that inertia. And the other thing that's going to be built into that strategy uh, is going to be the, the measurement because, you know, there, there's a goal to writing all this strategy and you need to be able to see at the end of the day, are you actually achieving the goal, mm -hmm. you know, getting the right message out? Is that message uh, resonating? And, um, you know, so there's lots of things that go into uh, a strategy. Um, so I don't know if this is, you know, jumping the gun a little bit, but, you know, once you do address kind of those audiences and those channels, uh, you know, one of the ways that we start is by actually building a, a content calendar. Okay. Jen, you want to talk about strategy? Or... 
Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think in the inside the strategy, I think it's important to kind of consider all those types of content, uh, types of content that you were mentioning earlier in the in the call, um, you know, a mixture of the technical plus the, the general and, and especially if the technical writing is taking um, a little bit longer then you can be peppering in more easy topical slash general content to kind of carry you through. And then as far as the measurement goes, I think, um, you know, if you've been writing content and distributing content and for, you know, a year plus, I think that you can start to put some me measurement behind it. I also think that if um, it's your first time developing a content strategy and getting some things out there, then, you know, to look at kind of like the first six months of, of monitoring and seeing how it's going and testing and learning versus trying to really put some, you know, major KPIs to that in the first, first six to 12 months. Great. Here's just a couple more things. I was, um, I was thinking about um, the uh, importance of understanding that content can be reused. So one of the things that is kind of like, you know, a scary thing for for an organization that does not have, uh, you know, ready content, or they don't have an individual, is to understand that there's a, you know, a, a factoring effect when you when you have some content that can be used in multiple places. You've got a blog that can be repurposed. Portions of it can be repurposed in a in an email campaign, for example. And these are the kinds of things that a content calendar can help to sort of clarify how you know there's maybe. You know, if you think that that um, that there's like seven pieces of content that need to be created, maybe there's only three. And I hate to use the sort of uh, expression "boiling the ocean," but sometimes there's a bit of a fear that, well, I need to do all these things. Well, how about just picking out one? How about just sort of zeroing in on one particular area, focusing on that one area to start off with? Um, and this is where the strategy is so important to know. I am making some progress online. I am sort of developing my content, but I'm not needing to sort of touch every single base this quarter. I can just zero in on this one particular area to start off with and grow it after that. Great. I think one of the other big disconnects is like one of the, th or one of the things that I think is interesting with some of the medium insurance providers or smaller medium companies is that, um, the marketing person or the broker principal, you know, how connected are they to the information that's, that's kind of coming through the front line? So if we talk about education, right, brokers are, you know, particularly brokers are educating the frontline customers on a daily basis. They're just doing it by this or they're doing it like, right, not face to face anymore. Right. So I think it's, it's also interesting, um, how much of a connection is with this marketing department to the front line, whereas you get into bigger insurance organizations and content actually isn't public. It's, it's, it's kind of this two way street. The business is saying we want this to go out. The business is reviewing and approving it. And there's, there's a lot of like cohesiveness to what is being put out on the front line versus whereas I see other companies, there's a big disconnect um, sometimes in, mm -hmm. in that world. Right. Um, so, no, that's a good point. I think if you, uh, want to switch gears now, we can talk about, you know, once you've organized your strategy, which I think, you know, we, we didn't really explain a hundred percent what the strategy is, but we, we put the bones of it just in terms of the, 
the categories and the types of things you want to be doing on each of these channels. Um, you know, maybe Instagram for you really has nothing to do with, you know, your technical delivery of, of insurance information. It's just predominantly about your culture and maybe some service, uh, you know, times of availability and those types of things that you want to focus on for that channel. You know, maybe you choose that Twitter is going to be a place where you, um, also participated in, in, in local news of areas that you, you know, that your uh, audience or that your customers are a part of. So there's, you know, your content strategy will help unpack then your calendar, as you were saying, Chris, how many pieces of, of content do you really need? And creating a content calendar uh, uh, with schedules and, and topics and volumes will help us determine well, how big is this, is this uh, initiative, you know, um, what does it really look like? So, Jen, you're dealing in the content calendars on a regular basis. Why don't you lead us off and then we'll go around. Yeah, so I think, you know, going back to again to Chris's point about chopping up your content, I think that um, distribution is, is, a whole, is a whole other um, part of content and can be very difficult for, you know, our clients who are, are looking at this for the first time or only in year two of, of kind of developing a content strategy and um, you know I think that's where we've been able to provide a lot of help for for the companies that do need that level of help where they can focus on writing um, and just be writers and not have to worry about okay you know is the is there a portion that I, we can take out and, and put into a, a cyber spotlight for example or, or, or a post um, so that's really right. you know where we've been at, being able to come in and add a lot of value then that you know, is relieves so much stress off our customers that they can just hand us word documents of information. They're the thought leaders in the space. Um, and we can focus on how we're going to chop it up to the right audience and right channel and, you know, right pieces of creative. So. So, so Robin, how far in front should the calendar be? Ah, that, that, that's an interesting question. And it, it's, uh, you know, there are some things that you can actually plan maybe six months or even 12 months in advance. So for example, there are going to be seasonal things. So you know that, you know, as you're approaching winter, you're going to want to talk about things like, you know, the, the, the advantages of having snow tires, um, you know, maybe things about heating and in the spring, you're going to have things about flooding. Uh, opening the cottage in the summer. So certain seasonal things you can actually go ahead and start populating within your content calendar so you can prepare those things in advance, at least the framework. But then there are going to be things that are going to pop up. And, and so those are the things that you're going to want to have, you know, placeholders. You might think that, or you might say that, you know, maybe on a, on, uh, I don't know, it could be a monthly or sometimes bi-monthly basis, there might be some kind of a critical bulletin. You're not gonna know what it is. You're not gonna know the cadence 100%, but if, at least if you are prepared that these kind of things that are gonna pop up, it allows you to plan that. And the benefit mm -hmm. of doing that is the stuff that's planned, you have an idea with the content, you can do frameworks, you can kind of maybe funnel that off to some people who might have some expertise that can start that writing. And then you leave those more last minute things um, and the, the be open and then at least identify potential resources. So it's a little bit of a mix of both, um, but just by being able to plan even a percentage of it, it still increases your, your bandwidth so you can address those other things as they come up. Nice. I wanted to talk about the commercial side too. So you covered the 
personal side really well. So that on the commercial side, you've got more of a, a, a business to business kind of a, a communication path. So, you know, you, uh, you know, in, in the, in the non-insurance world, I guess we kind of call it the, um, uh, the ABM or account based marketing, where you want to, uh, you know, be able to engage and continue to, to, to nurture um, you know, commercial style clients without needing to add, you know, another commercial writer. You want to be able to sort of continue to develop and, and, and manage those, those um, and measure those engage that the engagement with your commercial customers as you go. So this is where, you know, that strategy really comes into play and where you might even add something in the way of a physical or a direct mail reach out to be able to continue mm. to kind of keep that keep that uh, you know commercial customer hot so again it's very strategically led the commercial um, uh, you know commercial brokers are you know very much in tune with what their customers are doing what they need and how to communicate to them so it's just a matter now of packaging that up properly and get a getting a cadence so that the uh, the receiving like the customer on the other end is receiving those messages consistently and regularly last thing i want to add about the the content calendar before we move into the how to create it stage is i think you also have to be able to look at that calendar um and then of course the the eventual content that's out on these on these channels and take a step back and evaluate what it looks like from your customer's perspective or your prospect's perspective, depending on how you look at it. So if you've published a whole bunch of content, maybe because you didn't put the time to it, that was just only bulletins. That's all you ever sent or, you know, 90% of what you sent was bulletins. Well, that's going to translate to a customer's head. You know, that, that, that will put an impression on, on your customer that they're not receiving other types of communications, um, similarly on on some of your other your social media cha channels. If you're always publishing uh, information about a staff party, you know, well, that's in your culture, and you know, playing ping pong. Well, that that's going to tell the market something. So you want to be able to look at your content calendar and, and look at obviously your your eventual channels as they they develop with all this content and say, is this an accurate? You know, does this meet the strategy? You know, we said we wanted to have a mix of this and that on this channel and, and, you know, are we actually there or are we too heavily weighted in one direction? You know, somebody like a Goose Digital focuses on insurance and it's a huge part of our business. So we put a lot of time and energy into it, but we also have other verticals and other, other things that we focus on too. So we have to always be mindful that if we take a step back and look at it in one way or another, you know, are we are we potentially sending the wrong message to, to the, to the market? So something to consider there. So how to create it, uh, where can you get it? Um, why don't we talk a bit about creating the content? Cause this, this is always the scary part. Now we have a strategy. We have to understand, okay, we need a little bit of this and that every single week. How, how do we create it? So Jen, you want to, you've got some, we'll go the same way. We'll go the same order. Yeah, I think that uh, kind of go back to what I was saying. I think certainly the we work with a mixture of of kind of clients who have the ability to create um, content beyond just the writing. Um, very little. Uh, most of our clients focus on writing 
and mm -hmm. hand it over to us to do the creation because they don't have the technical skills to whether it's a post that needs to you know render properly whether it's an email and you need to have, make sure that your subject subject titles are within a certain character limit and your logos aren't you know taking up half the email and looking completely unprofessional um mm -hmm. everything's mobile optimized um had how to, how to actually you know hit the reach within some of these channels and do all of the you know list segmentation and audience targeting so i think that um most of our clients really focus on the writing and the thought leadership and that's and that's what and handed over to us to do all of the uh technical more technical pieces so that's writing that's 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 them kind of actually putting pen to, to word doc so to speak yeah. Yeah. So whether it's a renew, whether it's something like a renewal email, um, that would be kind of more of the same type of repetitive, or whether it's topical and they are talking to their front line, and or it's something that they need to pick up from, you know, an insurance business Canada or Canadian underwriter site. Um, all of that stuff would would be done from there and then handed off to us, and certainly like you know, our, some of our clients need to lean on us to just kind of get the wheels turning. Um, you know, I've been a broker for 14 years, so uh, I'm very familiar with the language. So for, for us to kind of get to get our clients to a starting point, um, mm -hmm. sometimes they don't always like it, but <laughs> they, but it gives the, it gets the wheels turning and that's what the purpose was. So, yeah. On the commercial side, like there's, there's generally there's a product. Sorry, was I next, Mike? No, was I next? No, or was no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you could go next. You, you, yeah, you were, you were ready. You wanted to get in on. So go. All good. Actually, uh, so the, the on the commercial side, there's generally a product, and so and of yeah. course the, the the commercial brokers they know the product. They know the product because their customers are needing them to know the product. So the key thing is they can can put together content so quickly and efficiently once as Jen says we get that sort of that we get that that lather started so we get started mm -hmm. with hey we need this piece what's the, sort of the parameters around it something that we can help them sort of get the get the wheels turning but then the content that comes out is absolutely on you know on target because again they're talking to their customers about this product all the time they know what the value proposition is they get it across mm -hmm. very quickly it's a very good process Right. So I'm just going to take a step back in, in addressing this. Um, I think it goes back a little uh, to, to that calendar and to the matrix, because if you, you, you consider the fact that there's going to be custom content and there's going to be shared content. Um, and that custom content, you know, you, Jen, you talked about some of, you know, some examples of, of custom content. It might be uh, in, in email, um, there could be a, a product launch, um, there could be thought leadership where, you know, um, you know broker or MGA or, or carrier has a very unique position that they want to get out there. So there's that custom content. And then there's the shared content. So the shared content is, um, you know, you are um, sharing some really important information coming out from another source within the industry, but you might have, um, you know, a commentary on that and might want to direct it toward your customers because it's really important they hear that. So that those different sources of content 
are going to vary based on your audience and um, the, the type of message that you're, you're trying to get out. So I'm, I'm just thinking back sort of that, that content calendar with that, all that different plan. And I think one of the challenges that, um, and again, this is not unique to insurance, when we talk about writing content, people's first thought is, I have to sit down and write a, a thousand or two thousand page article that takes a huge amount of research and I have to come up with this really, really unique uh, perspective at, and that can be very challenging, but that's only one uh, type of, of content. Um, and if you think of some of the other ones, so if we think about um, product information, so Chris, you just talked about that. Um, a lot of that product information, that information exists on uh, websites, on your, your company website, and that's, in, that's content that can be repurposed. It's already out there. Um, mm -hmm. There can be social posts by, uh, a leader, by your leadership that um, is something that you can be shared. So it's important to, to look at all different types of sources for the content and just make sure you connect it to the audience and the type of message that you're trying to get out. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Um, you know, creating the content's always kind of the hurdle that we hear a lot about, you know, whether it's looking to source it from a trusted location or um, worried about actually writing it in, internally. But I think those are good strategies on breaking down um, into bite-sized chunks. And like you said, not necessarily boiling the ocean or starting with a huge written piece, Robin, and then other tactics, Jen, where if your agency allows, you know, start with a, a, a bit of writing and then allow them to help you chop it up into posts and into emails and um, massage it into what will work for your website and all that kind of stuff um, just to support the process and get really keep you focused on the actual uh, content, the, the core content creation and not getting hung up with um, the, the little uh, avenues of digital that you need to be aware of. Um, but I think it does take, you know, it, it does take the load off. We found this to be very successful when we get into a rhythm with clients. They end up with their own unique voice. They, they end up with their own um, custom content, if you will, Robin. It's, it's really stuff that, that represents them. It's not off the shelf that every other broker is using. Um, but at the same time, it's not a, a massive investment because you've broken down a content strategy and you've broken down uh, a calendar and a schedule that everybody can, can, um, can work within. So yeah, hopefully this helps in tackling the content challenge. And um, yeah, I don't know if we've got any other information coming up on this, but I, I, I did think when you were talking, Robin, that you know, publishing our framework, uh, maybe offering that up as a as a free session um, for people to to get some exposure to maybe in a similar format maybe a webinar where they can actually see the framework and um, and offering a bit of training in that regard might help. Yeah, I think the framework for the webinar, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I think that framework is the hardest part. It's I think yeah. there's not a, there is no shortage of of topics in this industry. There is no shortage of access to information. It's literally, I think, the framework, the strategy, pulling it together. It's super easy to get overwhelmed. But as yeah. far as the info, tons of it. We all know, right? Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks guys. Bye. Yeah.